This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Greetings from the Garden State of New Jersey. This is Ringside with Redding, boxing history from yesteryear, brought to you by the Sports History Network. I am your host, Frank Redding. And this episode, I will be speaking of boxers who fought for the world championship a total of three or more times in their careers, however, were not successful. I am going to title this Close But No Cigar. I just want to correct an error I made from the previous podcast when I mentioned that Ed Tutal Jones defeated Yaki Lopez. My correction, it was Yaki Menaces from Mexico, who was a heavyweight journeyman. I apologize for the error. Regardless, these gentlemen that fought for the title should not be forgotten about or discarded. The true fan will always remember them with fondness and great memories, and all must deserve an A-plus for effort. The first boxer I am going to discuss is Yaki Lopez. He fought for the light heavyweight title a total of four times, and the cruiserweight title one time. On October the 9th of 1976 in Copenhagen, Denmark, he lost a 15-round decision to John Conte for the WBC Light Heavyweight Championship of the World. He was twice defeated by Victor Galendez in 15-round decisions for the WBA Light Heavyweight Championship of the World. On September 17th of 1977 in Rome, Italy, and May the 6th of 1978. He was KO'd in 14 by Matthew Saad Muhammad on July the 13th of 1980 in McAfee, New Jersey. On September the 21st of 1983, for the WBC Cruiserweight Championship of the World, he was knocked out in four rounds by Carlos De Leon. That was his last title fight, and the probably the greatest defeat he suffered in any title fights. He finished his career with a total of 76 professional fights with 61 wins, 15 losses, and 39 knockouts. The next gentleman I'm going to cover is Ruben Castillo. Ruben Castillo fought for the world title a total of four times at featherweight and super featherweight. His ledger is the best competition and most impressive of all I will cover today in this segment. He lost to three Hall of Fame all-time greats. On 
January the 20th of 1980, he was stopped in 11 rounds by Alexis Arguello in Tucson, Arizona for the WBC Super Featherweight Championship of the World. Three months later, on April the 12th of 1980, also in Tucson, he lost a 15-round decision to Salvador Sanchez for the WBC Featherweight Championship. On February 20th, 1983, he lost a 12-round decision to Juan Laporte in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And his last title defeat was on April the 19th, 1985, in Inglewood, California, for the WBC Super Featherweight Championship. He was stopped in six rounds by Julio Cesar Chavez. His career ended with 79 pro fights, 67 wins, with 35 knockouts, 10 losses, and 2 draws. Howard Davis Jr. is the next man I'm going to discuss. He was the most celebrated 1976 Olympic champion who was surely to be a world champion destined to win a title. He suffered a total of three title defeats. The first was against Jim Watt in Glasgow, Scotland on June 7, 1980. 15-round decision for the WBC lightweight title. On June 23, 1984, he lost a 12-round decision to Edwin Rosario for the WBC lightweight championship of the world in Haito, Re, Puerto Rico. And his third and final title belt, he was stopped in one round by James Buddy McGirt in New York, New York on July 31st of 1988. He finished his career with a total of 43 fights, 36 wins, 6 losses, and 1 draw, with only 14 knockouts. Colin Jones is the next man I'm going to discuss. He had three title shots, two against Milton McCrory and one against Donald Curry. On March 19th of 1983, in Reno, Nevada, he had a 12-round draw against Milton McCrory for the WBC welterweight title. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the first title fights under the 15-round limit. Five months later, on August 13th in 1983, in Las Vegas, Nevada, he had a rematch with McCrory and lost a 12-round decision for the WBC Welterweight Championship, also Las Vegas. Third and final title fight, he was stopped in four rounds by current superstar and at the time one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the sport, Donald Curry, for the WBA Wellerweight Championship in Birmingham, England. He finished his career with a total of 30 fights, 26 wins, 23 knockouts, 3 losses, and 1 draw. The final boxer I am going to discuss was Juan Domingo Roldan from Argentina. He had three title fights and was unsuccessful in all. 
The first was for the undisputed middleweight title. On March 30th of 1984, he challenged marvelous Marvin Hagler in Las Vegas, Nevada. He was stopped in 10 rounds, but he is the only man credited with scoring a knockdown on Hagler. On October 29th of 1987, in Las Vegas, Nevada, for the vacant WBC middleweight championship, he was stopped in four rounds by Thomas Hitman Hearns. And on November 4th of 1988, in Las Vegas, Nevada, he was stopped in eight rounds by Michael Nunn in his third and final title fight. He finished his career with 74 fights, 67 wins, 47 loss knockouts, rather, five defeats, and two draws. I'm going to conclude this segment, ladies and gentlemen, by saying all these men should be held in high esteem and applaud for giving their all. And once more, the true fan will never forget any of these gentlemen. They came close, but no cigar. This is your host, Frank Redding, signing off from... Ringside with Reading, Boxing History from Yesteryear, brought to you by the Sports History Network, saying to all listeners, be happy, healthy, and safe. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row one shop. Check out the thousands more of unique items with the retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row One catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row One Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. Thank you.